like this interview, you have to hand on heart, know that you're going to be real. Okay. So you have to be real. You can't be yeah. fake. Okay. I'll never you said it. The other question that I like to ask is one word to describe yourself. Just one mm. motivated. That's yeah. a good one. That's a really yeah. good one. Did you find it hard to pick one word? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Cause like Kate will think different things about, cause I was like, describe me in one word. And then it was funny. Cause Addison was like, you're sassy, moody. <laughs> and I was like, no. And then no, but that was, um, I try and like, I don't know. I, I think I'm certain things and then, but at home, I probably described as different, but in good ways. Like I'm very yeah. supportive and loving at home. But when I go to footy, I'm pretty competitive and yeah. Yeah. Like, I was trying to toss up between two. I had you as determined and I had you as a leader. So I was, yeah. I think determined because you've done such a great job, like competitive. Yes. Um, strong, strong minded, all of those. Yeah. But I think determined is for you. This is Ali Regan-Shaw. Ali is a Rugby League World Cup winner. You're the Brisbane Broncos captain. You're the Queensland captain. You're the Australian Jalaroos captain. Hang on, let me just flip the page. You've got a street named after you. Do you have the keys to the city as well? No, not. Oh, uh, the Brisbane city. I think we got the keys to the city for the Broncos. How does that sit with you? I don't know, because when I first started playing and it was Karen Murphy and she'd been in every game and she'd captain this and captain that. At the time, I think I must have like said to myself, I want to be like her. So what can I do to be like her? I want to be that person that does all these things. And and captain never crossed my mind. Like I thought it was cool, but I was like, no way I could be captain. Like I always thought captains had to be like the smart people. And I was like, I'm not the smartest person, so I'm never going to be captain. And then I was like, someone said to me, like, you don't have to be smart to be a captain. You just lead with your actions. And, and that's something I was like, wow, I think I can actually do that because I'm motivated to do those things like get up in the morning and train and and be at training early to do the extras I've got that so maybe if I do those things and I'll become a leader and a captain so um, when you say those things even being associated with the Brisbane Broncos like that that doesn't sink in that won't sink in until I'm retired and I see young girls running out in the Brisbane Broncos jersey because like it was just a dream who like you probably even didn't even realize there was going to be an NRLW like I don't think anyone thought it was ever going to happen. Yeah, I think we all wished and dreamt, you're right, we 100% dreamt that there would be professional competitions for women. The other thing I didn't mention was finally you were uh, awarded the Dalian medalist in 2020. That was a long time coming <laughs> and I was so stoked for you. But surely like those accolades um, bring so much joy to you like you said it was such a dream so there's so much more to achieve but one thing with you is being able to adjust your game and we know that you're a half but now you're playing lock and you go between the two uh tell us a bit of the, about that and how challenging that's been but a true show of a competitor to make sure you change your game to stay in it yeah so when um kelvin first had the conversation with me about going to lock i was like what like I'll play in the middle and then I was a little bit nervous I was like no I can't play any other position than halfback and then he's like no just listen to me trust to me so 
um, what happened was we went over the gameplay and I was like, wow, like I actually like that. Because normally girls play a half on either side and he's like, you'll get to play both sides. And I was like, wow, because when I look back at film, because he look, cuts every every clip I've ever played in, he um, brings up, you know, where, where I score the tries. And most of the time I was actually on the right side of the field. So I've only ever played on the left. Yeah, but I right. score all my tries on the right. So then it just totally clicked in my head. I was like, I step off my right. Like I do most things on the right side of the field. Why have I never been playing there? And so Murph always played on the right. So I was always on the left. And then, yeah, now I just love being able to go wherever. And, and I love the defensive side of it. That's one thing that I've always said to girls when I play rugby league is I love defense. Don't ever take me away from that side of the game. And so being in the middle, like it's an eye opener and I full credit to the forwards, what they can put up within there and, and the hooker especially, but I love it. I think the you base your game around defence and, and most halves should do that. Nathan Cleary, you know, people talk about how good of a defender he is and I think that's the way halves need to look at it now is be good defenders and the attack will come. You actually uh, watched a fair bit of Nathan, didn't you, when you made that transition? Is that where Kelvin got the idea from? Yeah, he talks about him a lot and Jerome Luai. So he's obsessed with those boys. I think he did a bit of work with Jerome. So he talks about the way the Panthers play and we we base our game a lot around them. So, yeah, Cleary is exactly how I try and model my game. Um, yeah. he, he's not the fastest, but he can, he can like, turn it on when he wants. So um, the different, the tempo running, and it's something I've spoken to Princey about as well as tempo running and basing your game around that. Um, and you'll see now if you watch any half play, if they change their speeds into the line, they make a big difference in the attack. Yeah, awesome. I love this. Love the insight. You're going into your fourth. <laughs> we're up to our fourth NRLW season. How good. And finally, yeah. we'll have a, a longer one. We've got two new teams. Um, you're going to represent the Brisbane Broncos again. Give us a bit of an insight. I mean, it's been a whirlwind in trying to figure out when this season goes ahead. At this stage, it looks like it will start the week of the grand final, but you already talked about the Brisbane Broncos being a dream and not even realising the impact of that until after rugby league. But going into your fourth season, what can we expect from Ali Brigginshaw? Um, I think probably fitter. Is that something that you can never be fit enough? Um, you've played a few games yourself and you probably think geez I can be fitter or I can do this or I can do that so um, you always need to up your game in every aspect but um, after the origin I came off and I was like geez I could probably be fitter or be a bit stronger um, because I was feeling quite the impact in there um, being a smaller body in the middle so um, probably yeah I'm working really hard on my fitness right now and trying to get a bit stronger I'm doing something every single day whereas I've I used to give myself rest days, but I'm trying to get in there and get it done and hope the season goes ahead. I know the um, NRL have said it will, but, um, you know, COVID is a pandemic and it's affecting everyone. So I understand that we're in a situation that's not so great, but um, yeah, footy, it's been kind of good to just take a step back, not the COVID side of it, but just take a step back and train with my wife and kids and, and train on your own and beat that mental side of training because, Running on your own, it is mentally so challenging, but I think you overcome a lot of things on those runs. 
Mate, I don't know how you can get any fitter. I'm I'm nervous. I can't wait to watch the, the Ali Brigginshaw this year, if and when the season goes ahead. But actually, I've got to bring this up. Kate's your wife, um, Addison and Alfie, two, two kids. Uh, Kate went running. You both agreed to do a 5K on social media. Next minute, you're running 10K <laughs> after you agreed to run only five. <laughs> I know. I thought I better text her and say I'm doing the 10k in case she thought I disappeared on the <laughs> run. Um, because we run completely opposite ways. We just can't run together. We can do fitness sessions at the field together, but when we go on um, road runs, it's one's trying to run faster than the other, and yeah, it's just <laughs> we go our separate ways when it comes to road runs. Um, but Kate trains every day. She runs every single day, so. Um, for motivation all I gotta do is look at her doing it every day and then it makes me want to go out and start training um I don't know how you can constantly run and be accountable every day but she's done it for probably over a year now um and fit and healthy so um the motivation's definitely there at home she looks great like shout out and to the competitive fantastic yeah you two together she's actually <laughs> She's dancing in front of me now because I'm giving her some positive chat. Yes, Kate. Yeah. We're going for a run later, so. Love it. Now, okay, we'll get back on track to rugby league. But I want to try and um, make you think about maybe an obstacle that's been the hardest in your football career. Like, can you remember a time where there was just wall after wall after wall or something where – somebody said something that could have really upset you just an obstacle in your career um there's plenty when I was younger one specifically stands out to me is I'd made the MetWest under 11 team and it was it came to the next year so I was 12 so it was under 12s and um I got whisper from a selector um that they weren't going to pick me because I was a girl and had no future um and that probably doesn't sit well with me because I think the best people should always be picked um but now I feel like I can stand there and be like whoever because I didn't know their name I was just um told that you weren't going to make it because you weren't um you're going to have to leave the game and now I just think every time I go somewhere I'm proving that person wrong and they're probably sitting there going geez I probably should have put her in that team but um I use that as motivation and I just kind of smile and smile and laugh and get on with it now but um as you get older one thing that I found was really challenging was you know being a part of teams but you didn't quite have the numbers um you know and playing women's rugby league you had to when I first started you might have six at training you might have to get someone's auntie cousins everyone to come down and play and and that was really challenging because I love the sport but there wasn't that many people playing and it wasn't you know, not well, it was well spoken about, but, you know, the the athletes weren't really there. We didn't have the amount of numbers that we needed to for that game. So um, it was really challenging trying to stay motivated because um, yeah. you'd, you'd play for Queensland, but for club level, you'd win like 60 nil and you'd have 12 people playing on your team. You had no subs, like things like that were really challenging. And, and for those older girls that played before me, um, it must have been super challenging to try and field teams and get and to travel. So all those, um, I was still kind of around for those challenges, but now, you know, play at the, the Valley Diehards and we have 30 people rock up to training 
um, every couple of nights. So that's really promising and it, it just makes it more enjoyable. There's always challenges and always people trying to take your spot at Clubland as well. So um, I found that was one of the biggest challenges coming into Women's Rugby League. Yeah, that's so good to know that there's the numbers are building and the more that we can brainwash people, and I say that in the most positive way, and just putting women's sport in front of people, it will certainly help. Um, why do you do it? Because, like, you know, there's there's so there's so many memories. You've got three premiership rings. Um, you know, you've played at all the levels, like I mentioned. But financially, um, you don't get the pay packet that any of the men get. So at the end of the day, is it your identity? Um, yes. And what about like all those people that couldn't play before me? So I've said this to a couple of people, but I actually imagine myself running out onto the field and I've got every young girl on this shoulder, every past player on this shoulder, and then my family on top of me as I run out onto the field. I think, you know, you're carrying them into every game because there's opportunities. I have ladies come up to me that are you know, 50 with a couple of kids and they say, you are living my dream. Like, this is what I dreamt of as a little girl. And they're like, I'm too old now and I've had a few kids, so I can't do it now. But um, that that's something that every game I play, it's like, yeah, I just say it's like I'm running out on the field with all these people on my shoulders. And then once I'm out there, I'm like, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you. And and it's kind of like an amazing feeling when you come off and you know that there's people in the stands um, or positive posts about you on Facebook saying like congratulations or being really positive about the game because I feel like I'm essentially doing a job and and making people smile just by playing the game that I love. Yeah, you are doing a job. And I love I love that there's more to it than you know you're not getting the, the pay. It's, it's not the money for you. It's helping change the way so that hopefully in 10 or 20 years, maybe those women are ticking all those same boxes but getting paid as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, women's rugby league in the state of origin this year. What do you think? Were you pleased with the the standard? Um, defensively, the standard was very high. I thought that was probably some of the best defense I've ever seen. Um, you know, defensive structures. So people that know rugby league would have seen the great defense that there was. Um, we probably didn't get to throw all the attack that we wanted to into um, that game, especially having a few injuries and things like that. Um, but uh, I just think because that game, everyone's watching and, and everyone's giving their all. With the weather, it wasn't great either. Mm. Um, but, but that's footy and we get on with it. But I think we could have thrown more attack from both sides. But defensively, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I think the feedback on social media and what I read was, everybody was so impressed because it was up the guts. It was, it was like watching any other rugby league game, male or female. Cause I think a lot of players wanted it to be dry so we could see it shift a lot more in attack, but yeah. it was still great. I just wanted, I wish there was three, like after that yeah. game, were you thinking, man, I want more. Especially after that game, like I think there's a lot of niggle left on that field and I think everyone was just like, I want to get back out there. And, and the same for New South Wales, like they probably missed a couple of opportunities and they're probably thinking if we had one more game, what would it look like? And, and we were the same. We trained so hard for 10 days. We'd been in an extra long camp. We had all these plays, we had all these set moves. And in the end, it just came down to a grudge match and defensive focus. So. Um, 
you know, hopefully both teams take that into next year and have similar squads. But yeah, definitely we needed more games after that one. The Blues would be hurting so bad. And then how much uh, slack did Chelsea cop? Chelsea let a doozy in the last minutes. I mean, I, I thought she was just playing the game. Uh, got the penalty yeah. and you win 8-6. But was there any any trolls or anything too out of hand that she couldn't handle? Um, I thought it was a bit unfair how um, New South Wales probably dealt with that one. You could definitely clear, clearly see the foothold and unfortunately whenever you grab anyone's foot close to the line, it's going to be a penalty. But I guess that's that's footy, that's the competitive and, and, you know, after you see the full footage, you do get to actually see what went wrong and, and how it unfolded. But if you go back to both opportunities um, teams had, there were endless um, times where both teams could have scored points. So I don't think it comes down to the two points. Yes, that's a win and our books but um I think it comes down to the whole game there was a few missed opportunities from both teams but Lena Doozy is funny she she copped actually quite a few trolls and quite a few um horrible messages around that but we're all behind her and you pick her up and you know when you look at the footage she's got nothing to hide there and and whether she fell over or not that's that's clearly a penalty um every single day so yeah we got her back I've got to ask you one thing too, because there's rivalries in every game, every team. You and Kennedy Charrington, I swear it is something that I love to watch. This is one rivalry that I think grows, but um, I, clearly from the game, you love it as much as she does. Yeah, I've not really like had a rivalry with someone before. Um, you know, like me and Maddie would probably try and outplay each other competitively like that, but um, when it comes to Kennedy, she tries to get under my under my skin and I try and get under hers as well. And and it's actually c- kind of cool when you go out there and someone's just niggling to try and get at you. Um, I give her all credit. She's competitive. And after the game, I think it said we had a scuffle. But if you were there, you would have seen we hugged it out and said we love the rivalry and congratulations on the game. So um, I think it's one that's going to hang around for a while. I've got no hurtful thing to say about her. Um, it's it's strictly just an on-field um, competitiveness and, yeah, give her credit. Absolutely. And I feel this is something that uh, as a female rugby league player and me as a female broadcaster, I want to see rivalries like that. I don't want to just be reporting on how pretty you all look out on the field or, oh, that was a really nice pass. by Oh, great try. We want to. This is what builds the game, right? Yeah. Well, I think there was a few origins um, ago, well, uh, where me and uh, Izzy, Izzy Kelly had each other by the by the scruff of the jersey. So um, it does happen, but you know we're best of mates off the field, and and I think that's what it comes down to. You see, with um, with the boys, Latrell and Dane Gogai, how competitive they are. Like if if you're not playing footy and you're not competitive, I don't know if you're playing the game in the right spirit. Um, that's you know it is footy, but the I don't think there's any hurtful things that are that are taken away from the game. Um, social media is one that really um, ticks me. Uh, it doesn't sit well with me when families or or players comment negative things on social media, but I try and push that out. Any any girl that plays rugby league, I try and get into um, to chat with them and just, you know, control your family, make sure there's no negative things because 
I know it might not be coming from your your phone or your laptop, but it's coming from someone that's related to you and, and try and put a big stop on all those things. I don't think it's nice. I saw some more hurtful things in the NRL last night towards the Broncos boys, and it's just horrible. Like, no wonder people go through hard times. It It's things that aren't needed, but, you know, when it comes from a player's family or or a cousin or an auntie or, or someone like that, it, it probably hurts more because they know they should know and respect um, how you play the game. And, and that's something I think all, all rugby league players need to take into consideration is you, you are in control of your family as well. If they come under your name or um, under your banner and, and they're writing negative things, it's, it's putting a stop to those people as well. Yeah, right. I like that you're having those conversations because we all have two eyes and I definitely can scroll through comments and see a last name. And you don't want to make the assumption, but I do go, well, you know, you're correct there. Whether it is that person directly or indirectly is still associated with that family as a whole. Um, So, yeah, yeah, good, good leadership. Even even liking things, um, if you like a negative comment, if it's towards a referee, anything like that, like that is not, that does not sit well with me. I actually don't go on Facebook when it's um, the origin, uh, the men's origin, because the things that are said, like it's a horrible world out there on Facebook. And um, there's lots of good things out of social media, but those things are just horrible. And um, people need to stop being so um, negative towards our players. Oh, yeah, it's pretty disgusting what goes on. You're 100% correct. But until they get held accountable, then it unfortunately continues. A um, couple of questions in NRLW just to wrap it up. So you're the hunted again for premierships. That's what you're aiming for, for the Brisbane Broncos. But is there a smoky in the NRLW, do you think? I mean, the, the teams haven't been finalised, but from what you hear and what you know, which team are you looking out for? Um. I'd say the Knights, I think they're unpredictable. I think you don't know who they've got. And if they've been shopping over in New Zealand, um, you never know who they've brought over here and how fit those girls are. And um, if they've already been training, I think they're a force to be reckoned with. But there'll definitely be a Queensland rivalry, I'd say. Um, that'll be a big match um, <laughs> up against the Titans. So, um, But it's good. Like, who doesn't love a rivalry? And I'm looking forward to, forward to playing against everyone. Yeah. Love it. What about a Smokey and the Brisbane Broncos? Um, there's a new girl, Tony Hunt. Um, she's come from the Valley Diehards and she was my centre there. And I just thought, what an amazing girl. Um, she's, you know, 30 with a couple of kids and it's her first um, year of rugby league. And the way she plays the game, it's it's amazing. And as soon as um, I played alongside her, I said, Kelvin, you've got to have this girl. You've got to have her in this squad because she brings something that people don't realise. And Princey actually found her quite a few years ago on the touch fields for Cook Island. So um, she's a hidden hidden talent, but um, I trust her with everything when she defends outside side of me. But And also Julia Robinson, if she's not one to look out for again, um, She's the most beautiful human in this world and I expect big things from her. I'm sure she's absolutely training mad. The, um, I saw her fall through a wall the other day doing a dance in her house due to lockdown. It probably made my whole lockdown, but it's so Julia. So um, I'm expecting big things. If she's going through walls, I'm sure she's going to bring big guns to the NRW. 
Oh, she'll be running through the women, that's for sure. She burst onto the scene in 2018 and we're like, who's this woman flying? Okay, so yeah. Tony and Julia, I'll write them down. Yeah. That's good for my journal notes too. Yeah. I appreciate you. I thank you so much for joining me. You know, you're the yeah. first ever episode of Real Talk. So I had to get really? the best player in the world and I got it. Oh, wow. No, <laughs> anything for you, so... Thank um, you. As long as it's all positive. I know you only bring positive things, but fingers oh, look crossed out. we it's get this thing happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, Let's thanks get this so thing much, happening. Though. No worries. Thank you. Team, if you enjoyed that one, like and subscribe for me. And don't forget, we're here for a real time, not a long time. <laughs>